Hello, hello, and this is Lady L, and you're listening to Wickedly Bewitching Podcast, a podcast about a millennial witch practicing witchcraft in the modern world. Hello, hello, and this is Lady L, and if you're a first-time listener, welcome Congratulations, you have stumbled upon my wonderful, wunderbar show, episode. And it's been a hot minute for those of you who have been continuously listening to my podcast. I haven't had any opportunities to really upload any podcast recently because I've been working on some side projects. So if you don't follow me, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. You can always look me up on Lady L's Cupboard. So you can follow me on both those locations. I also run a small petite shop, witches shop. Uh, it's not just about witches. It's about all magical folks, including heathens, pagans, etc., etc., etc. But I run a little shop inside of a massage studio called Mandela. And in there, I actually sell not only my own goods, but I also sell things that have been made and created by other magical folks from all over the world, including unique tarot decks that are inclusive and focused on either not having any gender associated to them or in gender inclusive, which is a very big thing for me. I, I think inclusivity is definitely where we're going to start to see this new world turning. I mean, Age of Aquarius happened in 2012. It took us eight years. Yeah, we're humans. We're slow. It takes us forever. It also took us eight years for a lot of us to start facing our traumas, right? I'm sure a lot of you guys were like starting into trauma work about eight years ago where you started to face all those like inner voices and demons and things that are just inside of us that we just needed to to release, so to speak, and and handle and take care of. And that kind of is why it took us about eight years to really like feel the awesomeness power of the Aquarian energy, because we are in the age of Aquarius for the last eight years. Yes, step right up, the age of Aquarians, the unique, I don't take bullshit from anyone, the help the little guys, fantastic, wonderful creatures, and marvelous beings. If you are a Luna Lovegood fan, definitely an Aquarian, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, all examples of Aquarian energy. So that's kind of like what we're going into. And we have a big, huge conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter and a zero degree axis of Aquarius, which I'm sure some of you guys are like, what is that? That is literally a new shift of consciousness. Last time that this happened was 800 years ago when we had the signing of the Magna Carta big changes in society. And that's just the first start of the big changes. We're going to start to feel some changes from the third di dimensional thinking. So I, 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 me, 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 what's in it for me? Hmm. What about me? Poor me. Woo me, 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 me. I'm all for taking care of yourself. I'm all for motivating yourself. I'm all for empowering yourself. But Third dimensional thinking is not about that. It is a selfish side where there is no thought or care about our interactions with others, how our actions actually impact 
indirectly other people's lives. Fifth dimensional thinking is about that community, that encompassness, that connection with everybody. So we start to like think in a higher vibration, almost like we're pulling back as an observers instead of focusing right in the moment where we can only see two steps ahead of us. We're pulling back and we're looking not just about where we're stepping. We're looking at where other people in our lives, people we don't even know stepping. And we're starting to kind of see a little bit more of a connectiveness happening. Now, the last episode I talked about owning your ship and boy, do I like mean it. We need to own our shit. And I'm going to be very honest for anybody who has any triggers, anything like that, that can really like cause some issues. I'm going to be talking about some heavy topics and some heavy subjects. So pre-warning, I'm not going to give details of anything, but there is going to be conversations about trauma. So if trauma, if the mentioning of certain words regarding trauma causes any type of grief for you, this is not an episode for you. So please, when you feel ready and you're able to, definitely come back and check out this episode. But as of right now, this is a trigger warning. Trigger warning! Bing, 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 bing. Okay, let's begin this episode with a beautiful inhale in through our nose. Can't tell, I'm breathing in my nose. In through your nose, all the way in. Feel your abdominal area really expanding, your lungs expanding. Exhale. Feel all that air breathing out. Expanding every part of your lungs are now compressing in so that you're able to expand them fully again. You're going to do a couple of inhales and exhales. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four, five. Inhale. One, two, three. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three. Inhale. One. Exhale. One, two. Ah, okay. So, I'm going to talk about why it's so important to not just own our shit, but also to do shadow working. Now, I've seen a lot of people talking about it in several of my different witchy heathen groups. And a lot of people have been discussing about looking at our shadow selves. So for me, taking care of our shadow working. So dealing with trauma, dealing with different events, stories in our lives, it's really detrimental to face that demon head on, but not alone. Because we're not equipped with the tools to handle handling something on alone. 
We need tools and resources and support from others who have gone on this journey. See, for me, it does not matter how the story had started or why your story had even occurred in the first place. What matters is the journey and where it leads you. For myself, I kept my own story under lock and key within me, tucked behind the bricked walls in a far back corners of the cellar of my mind. It stayed there until I found the key and unlocked its mystery. See, what was unleashed was more powerful than the horrors that stood to hide it away. You cannot contain the echoing screams that break the silence of your mind. These screams, these horrors will find a way out. They will prevent the truth from breaking free and releasing your greatness. See, by the time I was 20 years old, I was beaten, raped, mentally tortured, and choked until I was at death's door. These did not break me. They did not define me. I am a survivor and I took my power back from those who were set on destroying me. See, this podcast that I am doing tonight, I'm not doing it to talk about my own personal story. Quite the opposite. I'm doing this podcast because I want to give courage to others, survivors, to face their story and reclaim their power back. Survivors like yourself. Where the wounds run deep and the screams deafen your mind. Where the cracks of the minds are filled with madness and fear. The fear that freezes anything left with warmth and movement. It's like wrapping its arms around you as it holds you away from anything living. It holds you tighter and tighter till you make breathing a struggle. You give up on wanting to even leave where you are standing. So you stay still. You don't move forward. And this, this fear loosens its grip over, for, over you, making a temporary moment where you can gasp and breathe in as much air as you can. Survivors never leave that moment between flight or fight. We're survivors because we're doing just that. We're trying to survive in a world that was painted in fears and horrors. That red blood-stained glasses make it hard to see any colors of the rainbow. Sometimes I would hide in background like wallpaper. And other times I would paint my face in pain and scream out my battle cries. It is exhausting to be a survivor. The ebbs and flows of emotions overflowing and overboard. We drown in the tears we never shed. We choke on the words we wish we could shout. By the time I was in my early 20s, I grew tired and just wanted to sleep for eternity. How can this possibly be living? Watching others live life to their fullest. Sharing stolen words of empowerment and passion from strangers I knew I would never meet all across social media, in hopes that this would shift the deep, dark corners that held a beast within. No bars, no walls would be able to hold bit back any longer, not once I began to realize how powerful it would make me and how it would change my life.
See, as a survivor, we are often reminded of our shortcomings. I know at least I was told constantly. Being told that my emotional range is out of control. Bitch, I know I have intense emotions. And I knew that from the moment I had wanted to fight till death. And then the next moment, I would be running as far away as I possibly could just to keep safe. I was told so often as to who I am that I began to forget who I really was. These lies that were told to make others feel warm and cozy at night are just that. These are lies that we are told. People get uncomfortable when it comes to traumas, especially if it hits close to home. Whether they knew the one who was inflicting that trauma, or whether it touches close to their own story. Our stories cause a shift around us. Remember that. Sometimes our stories involve a community. Take, for example, those who had endured residential schools. That affects a whole community as a whole. It's not just one story, it's several stories, and it's a collective of the same exact stories. And sometimes it's an individual story, such as child abuse or neglect or even rape. Until we begin to work and reclaim at our power and heal from our stories, we will continue to play the same dialogue of lies over and over until we face them head on. Trust me, this journey is hell of not a walk in the park. Unless you're walking in a park and it's full of tigers that have mysteriously become loose and you decided to wear your eau de meat perfume on, then yeah, it would be a walk in that park. See, when wounds cut deep, it means that they play a forever loop in our programming because it is the first time this feeling had occurred. It isn't the first time. We have heard and felt these things over and over and over and over again in different forms and different people. And sometimes it's the same person playing the same line, cutting the same wounds, making it go deeper and deeper, leaving that scar and that mark. It takes a bit longer to heal once we finally open it up and tend to this wound properly so that it can heal with no scars and we will not remember it. However, when we do the work and we face our stories, the wounds will eventually disappear. It's like surgery on a broken arm. In my case, that would be me. I've had a broken arm. And this broken bone that healed wrong, they opened up the wound, they reset the bone, they drilled a plate to help it heal properly because they knew that it couldn't do it on its own. And then they sewed it up. And the bone has less issues than it did before. And there is no longer a wound like I had before. Sometimes I forget about it. And then I'm reminded when I see on Facebook, Hey, remember how you broke your arm a few years ago? Now this isn't a matter of shifting the blame or justifying the bullshit you endured. It is about reclaiming back the power from those who had inflicted the pain neglect trauma on you because neglect is just as painful as trauma is and pain pain runs deep in all of it it is about grieving the pain it is about releasing the torture within and being absolutely powerful 
because you are a powerful person, just as you were intended to be. I'm going to say that again, because you are powerful. See, I thought the monster that hid deep within me in that cellar in the bowels of my mind, I was told that that monster was the wounds and the trauma that was inflicted upon me. But then I realized my wounds and my trauma, the pain that I had endured, those were the gatekeepers to the monster, quote unquote, that was hidden within me. And that monster was being told that you're too much, way too much. Oh, you're very intense. You need to back it up. Hold the fort. And yes, aspects of my intensity was a reflection of the disposition in which I was taught. Because when you're in flight or fight mode, you're always up or you're down. There's a high intense flying. And you pick a card, pick a point. You're in or you're out. There's never really a gray part. But what I didn't realize is that the abuse that I had endured, the inflictions that I had endured, kept my power quiet. It kept me silent. It kept me believing that I was not enough, nor worthy or value. I was constantly reminded that I had no purpose other than asinine shit like get a job work to live but as time went on and as I grew up I started to realize things that I had this aching part of me that felt like there was more to life than just working and coming home I just felt like I was working to die instead of working to live. And so when I decided to go down a treacherous path and I reached out to the Morgan, I knew in that moment when she chose me that I was not going to be walking a wonderful path. I was going to be walking that treacherous, dangerous pathway that you see hobbits tracking when they're trying to drop off that ring and the, the tribulations that they had to endure, that's the path that I decided to go down. Now, I could have ignored all of my trauma, put it in a nice, cute little box like I had done for years, put it inside of a cellar of my mind and pretend that it didn't exist. But eventually those screams and those cries have to be released one way or another. In my case, I became obsessed with my job because I figured if I worked really hard and I proved myself that I was of value in this society, that somebody somewhere would tell me I'm enough. And sometimes, like in the case of my husband, that box of screams that we think we can silence and would, have you ever screamed in your room with your door shut? The whole house can still hear you. Well, that box for him came out in addictions. 
and his neglect that he received, he tried to seek comfort in the connections he made with others with the same struggles and the same addictions. And though temporarily it seeked to comfort him and he had some type of wholeness, it still didn't deafen out the screams and the cries within him. And for me, it didn't quiet them either. Now, you can't see me because we is on radio, but I am a plump individual. And not only did I hide these screams in my work, and I worked hard hoping that I was going to be told I'm enough. And sometimes I did get it, and most of the times I never received it until it was too late. But I also ate. Because for me, when I was raped, I figured if I got fat enough, I wasn't going to get raped again. If I became ugly enough... I wasn't going to become attractive enough of a snack for someone to steal when it was never for them to take. My screams came out in other areas that were socially and mildly acceptable. It's socially acceptable to be a workaholic, to work a lot, to make money. What's not socially acceptable is drugs. These are still addictions. These are still things that are trying to deafen the screams that we hide in a box inside of a cellar of our minds where it echoes out. But these are not the monsters that we are told about. The monsters that we are told about is not being told that we are enough, is our own individual power. Those are the monsters that they try to keep locked up. And we allow them to lock them up in our own minds because we have so much trauma, so many screams to go past in order to open and unleash the monster within. Because once that monster within comes out, that monster destroys that box right off the way. It is the first thing in front of it and it's going to step on it and smash it to smithereens. So when you do trauma work, it is very important to make sure that you have those tools so that you are able and equipped to handle the key that you're going to find in your hand one day, sitting and resting in your palm. It's like freedom and awakening. And it's going to be scary because when you unleash that monster, which is you, your essence of being, when you unleash that monster, and you let it free, you realize it was never a monster. It was a god or a goddess. That you are enough. I am has power in its words. I am creates. So when you are replacing I am enough with I am nothing, you are trying to lock up and deafen your essence of being. Abusers don't want that free. Abusers don't take kindly to that. People who have tortured you and hindered you and caused you pain. People who have ignored you and neglected you. So that you would not unleash the beast, so to speak. They don't want to see you 
in your full glory. In my honest opinion, when you see different lectures, particularly there's one that Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about, where I am is God. And that those words significantly change our lives. I'm abundant. And mysteriously, abundance comes to you. Because I am is, is God. We are our own gods. We were created in reflection of him, were we not? Now, I'm not a Christian, so I don't follow into that suit. But I do believe that we're, we're gods and goddesses in some aspects. If you look at Norse mythology, their gods and goddesses are very reflective of human characteristics. Many actually believe that they were once human, but they hit a certain point of enlightenment in which it turned them into gods and goddesses. If you even look at Buddha or if you look at Jesus, again, the same scenario, humans that were hitting a certain enlightenment point to which they eventually become gods. So it almost makes you think, if you had your power, what would you create in this world? What changes and things would shift in your world? Because there is space for you. And that's the other thing, is we're often told that there's not enough room for us. Baby, this universe was made for us to bloom and be big. This universe was meant to hold our space. That's why it's infinite and vast. It wasn't meant to hold little pockets of maybe, I don't know what that is. It was meant to hold greatness. We are made up with the same material as stars are made up. That's on purpose. Because we were meant to create the universe in which we live in. So when you do trauma work, when you do shadow working, remember that you're getting ready to unlock the beast within, the god, the goddess within. And that you're about to become closer to enlightenment. Closer to connecting with the universe as a whole. Closer to creating, manifesting. Those are just stepping stones. So, there was something I wrote on my wall today in my shower. I've mentioned I write in my shower with crayons and I wrote I am a goddess and this is my palace for 2021 that's what I'm going to focus on I've spent over a decade focusing on trauma work facing those shadows and I've unlocked the beast within only to realize she's a beautiful goddess. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She is more than enough. She is greatness. And I'm going to tell you, you are wonderful. You are amazing. You are greatness. You are powerful. 
You are passionate. You are love. You are pure. And you are you. No one knows you better than you. And those lies that you were told to make that beast, that god, that goddess locked up, they are lies keeping you back. And those trauma, pain, neglect, it's in a wooden box that can be smashed and destroyed. So tear apart those wounds. Fix and clean it up. Properly sew it together with help so that they can heal and you will not be reminded of it. So that when you look back, you're like, that happened and it was bullshit and they were fucking pieces of shit. But you know what? I've grieved. I've grieved. I've let go. I've told myself that I know that was not right. And I've moved on. It's not about forgiving and forgetting It's not even about forgiving. It's about reclaiming. Reclaiming every inch of your magicalness. Every inch of your wonderment. Every inch of your being and fiber. It's about taking back your power. Because when you start to take back your power, they start to quake. So don't be shocked when they start knocking on your door, calling you up. Who gives a fuck? It's your power. Don't give it back. Keep it. Doesn't that feel good? You are enough, baby. You are absolutely enough. You are enough, you magical motherfucker. Fucking enough. You are infinite, expansive, magical, mystical, Wonderful, empowering, powerful. You are powerful. What are you going to do with your newfound power? This has been a wonderful time with you. And I look forward to chatting some more. As always, gem witches, keep sparkling and be magical because you are mystical. This is Lady L from Wickedly Bewitching and Lady L's Cupboard. Blessed be and much love. Wickedly Bewitching is a weekly podcast where I, Lady L, from Lady L's Cupboard, will be sharing fascinating stories about the paranormal and experiences with the afterlife. We'll also talk about astrology, herbology, energy, tarot, and all things that are witchy. I will also have special guests from time to time doing interviews with like-minded people. I hope to be able to utilize this platform to inspire other witches and people who are curious to infuse their everyday lives with a little bit of magic. If you don't already, 
you can follow Wickedly Bewitching Podcast on Facebook and Lady L's Cupboard on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lady L Cupboard. As always, sprinkle magic wherever you can and keep on sparkling gem witches. Blessed be.